Global Outreach Partners that we support is an organization called Teen Challenge, and where Sarah brings the gospel uh, to Japan, and we support people who bring it around the world. There are other organizations we support that, through the gospel of Jesus Christ, are doing it right here in our own backyard. Teen Challenge is one of those ministries. Every Memorial Day, we ask them to come on this weekend. We remember our freedom. We also remember that it's in Christ that brings ultimate freedom. And this is a needed ministry always, but especially uh, nowadays. Uh, many in our communities have been affected by opium addiction, the opioid, uh, opiate crisis that many of you may have been personally touched by. Um, I get to, for the last year or so, sit on a team in Burlington called the Coalition for a Healthy Burlington, uh, and it's a town uh, board that's trying to address the situation, trying to say, what can we do as a town to help? Because if you think it's not happening in Burlington, you're wrong. It's happening in Burlington, and it's happening whatever town you are from as well. There are uh, emergency personnel, police, and fire that are going out every day administering Narcan, going to overdoses, and, and really trying to deal with this uh, addiction uh, situations that are going on in towns. And I'm grateful for Teen Challenge that says not only will we try and do everything we can in our human ability, but we will recognize that ultimately freedom comes in Christ. And so we invite them here every Memorial Day, and we're glad that they're here with us today. Pastor Jonathan Mello is going to come and introduce the ministry to you. Would you welcome him as he comes? Good morning. I got 15 minutes left to say that, so I'm going to get it in. Um, no, it's a, it's a joy. Uh, always a pleasure to be back here each year. Um, to share with you what's going on at Teen Challenge and to, to keep you updated and also share the need um, and show you what you're supporting. And so I'll give you a number right now. The number is 2,069. Um, Pastor Rick had made mention of the opioid crisis, uh, but what that number represents is the number of opioid-related deaths in 2017 in Massachusetts alone. Um, and the reason we, why I want to throw that number out there is because when you, you put something visually in front of you, kind of in context, gives you the how severe the issue is. To say that we have a crisis on our hand is a grave, grave understatement right now. Um, you know, we have a problem. We have a problem in the state. We have a problem in this country. We're losing uh, the, the average age of death over the last few years. Is, it's going down every year. It's, I mean, it's dropping. Um, and, and we as the church, uh, I think, have a very unique position uh, to intervene on this crisis. Um, you know, Pastor Rick had said it, uh, you know, we don't want to just see people drug-free. We want to see people set-free. Um, and, that's, and that's the desire and the heart of Teen Challenge Ministries. Teen Challenge is not a new organization. We've been around for 60 years. Uh, 60 years really addressing the issue of addiction, addressing the issue of hopelessness, addressing the issue with individuals who just seem that they, they feel stuck in life and they can't get ahead. And we want to be there to provide the atmosphere and the space for them to encounter a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that will truly enable that person to be free and to find freedom in something far beyond they could ever experience in life in the natural. And so that's what you're supporting. That's what you've been supporting. And that number, uh, you know, the, the people that, I, that we work with and, and just year after year, I've been to, um, I'm coming up. This next funeral I'll attend will put me at more funerals this year than I was at last year already. And I'm sick of losing people. 
I'm sick of seeing people die. If I, I won't do it now, but if I ask everyone to raise their hand who's been affected by this, I'm sure uh, the odds are with me that the majority of hands, if not all of them, would be raised. And we can do something about that. We can most certainly do something about that. And there is no no length that the gospel of Jesus Christ can't reach. You know, and, and, and that, that's the who that we're dealing with. That's who we're reaching out to. We're reaching out to the hopeless cases. Um, when you get to the point of coming to Teen Challenge, um, you know, I won't give you the rundown of our program, but I'll just say this. You've pretty much exhausted a whole lot of opportunities. You've exhausted a lot of stuff. You're pretty much throwing your hands in the air and saying, all right, I'll do whatever it takes. Because no one goes to the 15-month program first. You go to the 30-day program, you try the 60-day, you go with the 90-day, you try to figure out how to do it on your own. But to come in and really give up all the rights and privileges that you've enjoyed all your life and now just say, hey, you know, I'm willing to do what it takes. You've got to really come to the end of your rope with that. And it's, kind of the re- it's part of the reason why we need your support desperately, because we are a f- an organization that doesn't take any state or federal funding outside of food stamps. We're not kind of, we don't have access to those funds. And so what we rely on, and we can't accept insurance money, so what we rely on is, is the church and individuals who have come alongside of us for all of these years that continue to help support us on this, on this endeavor. And that's what makes my job so much easier because if I was doing this on my own, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I think I would be over, I'd be overwhelmed with weight. But knowing that there are people that are praying, that are walking alongside of us as you are, as you have been, uh, makes my life just that much easier. And so our goal and our vision and, and really one of our, our set things is we never, never, never tell someone they can't come in due to financial reasons. You know, and there's, I, I've got story after story of, of got, even including my wife, who called every program under the sun. And because she didn't have the right insurance, she didn't have the right finances in place, she was told no. And she called Teen Challenge with a, with a brown paper bag. And it's all she had to her name coming out of jail. And they said yes. And that's what we want to do. We constantly just want to say yes. And look at the, the case that the world has cast aside and the stigma that the world has put on addiction. You know, just, just the, the, the terminology when you say someone, when, they say, when people say I have four months clean time, and just think of what the opposite of that is and the weight that these people are carrying around. We want to remove the stigma and kind of replace that and, and introduce them with Jesus because when Jesus enters someone's life, it's a radically different life. It's not a better version of the life that they already had, right? So I put it like this, like when, when God came into my life, he didn't make Jonathan Mello version 2.0. I'm pretty sure that would have been a terrible version as well. He, it was a, he scrapped the entire model and created a life in me that wasn't my own. And that's the life that's promised to all of us who are in Christ that we want to show those who don't know that, that that life is for them as well. The choir, can you please come forward now? This is, this is why we do what we do. These men that are walking up to this, uh, this stage, they're truly trophies of God's grace, trophies of God's mercy. Um, and they're standing for something today. 
And so I thank you for the opportunity today to, to share with you, to keep you updated what's going on with Teen Challenge Boston. You know, we do have some pretty exciting things. Last year in 2017, we saw 17 graduates in the program. You know, and our, our current capacity is 25 students, so that's, that's, that's phenomenal. And we want to we wanna continue to increase that. And so as the need isn't going any smaller, we're currently aggressively looking for a new facility to be able to take our bed space from 25 to north of 70. Um, and we're getting close. We're going to get there. Um, and so I thank you, because without you, it wouldn't be possible. So with no further ado, the Teen Challenge Boston Men's Choir. Hello, church. My name is Steven Rocker. I'm all the way from New Jersey, where we drink water instead of water. <laughs> but we definitely don't drink water. And um, yeah, drugs are just as bad down there as they are up here. And as the pastor mentioned, sometimes we run away from things. And I came up here to run away from my addiction, run away from the familiar surroundings, run away from the people, places, and things that enable me, and run to God. So when my probation officer asked, what am I doing up here? That's what I tell her. And um, she's definitely not on my side. She's not in my favor. But you know what I do? I pray for her because the Bible says we should pray for those who persecute us. And um, legal trouble and doing things my way were like kind of a reoccurring thing for me. I just got out of jail about two months ago and I was like, Lord, why do I keep getting in trouble? What is it that keeps winding me behind bars? And it was like he spoke to me and said, you doing your own will. So that's why I came back to Teen Challenge for the fourth time. This isn't an easy program. And sometimes I wake up and I take my own will back and I leave out those doors and I regret it every time. So this time, by the grace of God, I know I'm going to finish. But um, yeah, being in and out of jail, it just was a reoccurring thing for me and I'm tired of it. And I know only accepting Jesus and letting him fully control my life is the only thing that's going to keep me out of there. And um, I grew up in a town, well, my story, my addiction starts off in a town called Cedarville, a.k.a. Skeeterville, because the mosquitoes are bigger than you guys. So if you go down there, don't use off. Just buy a flamethrower, I'm telling you. And um, there was nothing to do. It was very boring. So out of my extracurricular time, I began smoking marijuana. And it just progressed and progressed where I just kept doing it for years. But Jesus can break those chains of bondage that sin has on us sometimes because we're just stuck in our old ways. And since coming to Teen Challenge, he's restored some relationships. He's definitely broken that bondage because I said, this is it. This is it. Never again will I go back. I'm not turning back. I'm not going back to that old lifestyle because there's nothing in it for me. Jesus is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me, you know? So, um, yeah, getting my life together, taking care of what I need to take care of, and just looking forward to what God has in store for me. The uh, scripture that I stand on that has gotten me through thus far is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Thank you.
Jason, I'm from uh, down East Maine, and uh, when it started for me, I was young, I had a loving family, uh, I got into drugs when I was in high school, drinking, smoking pot, and uh, my dad passed away when I was in my 20s, and uh, I had a daughter that was five years old, and I 
got away from God altogether. I didn't believe how, how that could happen. And uh, I got, a few years after that, I went to work in a paper mill. And uh, shortly after that, I hurt my back in there and got real dependent on painkillers and got real addicted to them. And about probably six years after that, my mom passed away in a bad car accident. And uh, my youngest daughter was five years old. And uh, I just lost it, you know what I mean? I couldn't understand what, 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 why God would do this, and I just didn't believe. And uh, I lost my job sometime after this because I got real dependent to painkillers, and it just it was never enough of them. And uh, I ended up going to jail after that. And I get out and started working again here and there. And uh, about probably last August, I got in trouble for drugs, looking for something for my pain. And uh, I ended up in jail. And uh, I really was facing some time there, and I didn't, I, I wanted to die. And I come out of the uh, cell and seen on the TV a suicide prevention thing, and I sat there and cried for an hour and 45 minutes. And uh, I realized shortly after that my grandson would have been five years old. He is five now, and he was just turning five. And about probably two weeks after that, I got saved in jail. And uh, they have an Arise program at home, and it's only nine months. And uh, they said, you need to go to Teen Challenge. It's a longer-term thing, and get yourself right, learn how to live again. And uh, I, I had to wait for my probation to get transferred down here. And, uh, you know, since I come here, it's been a whole different, different atmosphere and everything for me, you know. It's been all good, and uh, I learned learning how to live again. And uh, the, these guys right here are all my family now. And same way with them, Pastor Mello and Pastor Frank, everybody. Uh, it's a loving place. It's nothing but hope for me. And this is my first rehab for me. You know, it's a long term. Everybody says, oh, they, they do that well. It, it's really working for me right now. You know, thank you for having us. <laughs> Um, so, on your guys' way in, um, two of my brothers, uh, Steve and Josh, were standing at the doors and they were handing out um, these uh, Connect cards because we have the Connect cards as well. Um, so, on this side right here, it's for your information. Uh, we want to be able to reach out to you guys. Um, we just had a banquet a little while ago. Um, we have a 5K coming up. There's golf tournaments. Um, among other things, we want to let you know and let you guys stay connected with us so you guys know what's going on at our program. Um, also, um, we want to reach out to you guys, tell you guys what's going on. We have testimonies that we send out. You might get my testimony or somebody else's testimony up here. Um, but just fill this out for us, please, so we can uh, get in contact with you. And then on this side is our prayer request side. Um, I say this all the time. The truth is, before I came to this program, I didn't really know how to pray. Um, the only time I ever prayed is if the blue lights were on behind me. And I can remember multiple times being like, God, just, help, just get me out of this one. Just this one, about eight times. Um, but, um, however, every morning we get together, we pray with each other, um, we stand in the gap with each other, but um, a lot of us come into this program only doing things for ourselves. We don't know how to pray for other people. We don't know how to do anything for other people. So we get together every morning for an hour, like I said, and we pray over these cards. Um, any requests you guys have, sicknesses, um, if you guys have anybody struggling with addiction, fill out this card for us. Um, right now, my brother Huggy, while we're doing this song, is going to be walking around. Um, if you guys have time to fill them out now um, and give them to, uh, just put them up in the air. He'll grab them from you. 
Um, and if you don't have time right now, we have a table right outside the door. Come talk to us. Um, give us these cards. Let us pray for you guys.
Hello. My name is Tim Grasso. I'm originally from East Boston. I went to high school in Saugus, though. Um, before I was a year old, my, my father got hit by a car. Um, he's a paraplegic now, but I, I never had him growing up. And um, I had my mother, and she did the best she could with what she had. She honestly did. And she instilled in me in an early age um, Christianity, my faith. And um, I definitely didn't walk as a Christian um, in my younger years, but I still had that foundation. And, um, you know, I, I was passionate about hockey and sports and stuff like that, and that carried me for a while. Um, it wasn't until I got into um, high school where I started experiencing with drugs, smoking weed, and at that time, um, OxyContin was plaguing Saugus and the North Shore, probably all of Massachusetts, but it seemed like it was just crazy where I was at. And uh, we really didn't know what we were doing. We were taking ecstasy and OxyContin like it was, you know, just something to do. And um, little did we know that we were getting addicted very fast and we were dependent on, on this. And um, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to have fun and um, get high, basically. And it wasn't until my uncle came up to me and he said, listen, you're either going to die or you're going to end up in prison. And um, he's a colonel in the Air Force, so I decided to join the Air Force. Um, my first duty assignment, actually, was Yokota Air Base in Japan. So I have a very special place in my heart for Japan. My, my first son, Anthony, was born there. So I'm just, I love what she's doing over there, Sarah. It's just amazing. But um, I ended up going to Afghanistan, and I got hurt in Afghanistan. I was there for a year. And the military gave me, and back then, like, they would prescribe you everything. I was on everything. And um, I got to do drugs the way I wanted to in the military, which was a very bad, you know, recipe. But... Um, Right as I'm about to get out, I ended up doing cocaine, and uh, I got out with a bad conduct discharge. So drugs pretty much stripped me of everything I, I loved. And um, on that journey, it just started getting worse and worse when I got out of the military, and um, I ended up having two more kids. I, I have a beautiful fiance, Jen, who's stuck by my side no matter what, which is just such a blessing. Um, but it wasn't until... Uh, December of 2017, um, where I was just so broken. I was beat up, um, burnt every bridge, and just hopeless. And I've tried pretty much every program there is, and I've avoided Teen Challenge for one reason, because I knew it would work. You know, and uh, Passamello uh, touched on it, and it, this seriously was my last stop. And um, I, I asked for help, and within a couple weeks, um, at the North Shore Mall, there was a booth, just like the one that's out front. And um, I asked for help, like I said, and um, they accepted me with open arms. And within a couple of weeks, I was there, and every day has been just such a blessing. You know, I, I, I read the Bible differently. I, I, I pray with my brothers. God is just doing such a, like, miraculous work in my life. And I truly feel like a new creation through Jesus Christ. You know, and um, the restoration that's going on with my family is just amazing. And um, I'm so hopeful for my future. I, I have real purpose in life now, you know, to help other addicts or uh, individuals that have gone through the same things I have and help them get to a certain point within Jesus Christ so, that, so Jesus can help them. 
And um, a verse I stand on is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Thank you. Um, um, uh, my name is Doug. I'm 26 years old. Um, we come out to churches almost every weekend uh, to do choirs. Um, and it, it really... It, it never gets old to hear like the stories that my brothers have. To hear even sometimes you have to listen to my, like hear myself tell my own testimony. Um, and it's just like we we found a purpose. We find a, we find a reason. There's a reason why we do this. There's a reason why we come out to churches. Um, I always like to use this analogy. Like of course we need to get dirty. Of course we have to go out to where people are struggling. Of course we have to roll our sleeves up and 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 go in. The same way that, that, that Jesus came and, and he came to serve and, and he wasn't hanging out with people of high regard or people that held themselves in great esteem. He was hanging out probably with the people like me, like these guys, <laughs> you know, people that the, the, a lot of the world rejected, um, a lot of the world had given up on. Um, however, we do need to come into a place like this, a place where you guys have been so faithful to us. Um, with Pastor Rick always being faithful um, to this program and, and helping us to continue this work. But we have to come in here and we would be foolish to not tell somebody what God has done in our lives. Um, people always want to say, well, okay, especially like in the world, not so much in the church, we know God's still working. We see it every day. But out, out on the streets and, and, and outside of the church, you hear people saying, well, I don't see fire raining down from heaven. Um, I don't see the Red Seas being parted. Um, this God of miracles that you have, show me a miracle uh, right here. <laughs> we live in miracle territory. We walk around in miracle territory. 86 Bloomfield Street, that is a street where miracles happen. Um, so... One of the main reasons why we come out was because we need help. Um, we need people to partner up with us. We need people to come alongside of us. Pastor Mello said a number earlier, 2,069. The number is staggering. Um, I could have been easily number 2,070. Um, but because there is a place like Teen Challenge where we can come to, regardless of our funds, regardless of our financial situation, um, that's the reason why I even had a bed in this place. It would be um, kind of absurd of me after all this trouble that I put my family to, to then now turn to them and say, hey, I'm going away for 15 months, and by the way, here's the bill. Um, I had nothing. I had nothing. Not even the, I, I had clothes on my back, and um, uh, that's about it. Um, so we have to come out and we have to ask for help. Um, Ask for, like I said, a partnership, somebody to partner up with us. So it's like this. This is how we came up with it. It's a dollar a day. Um, it's four quarters. Um, when you go to the store every day, you pick up little things at the grocery store, wherever. You throw change into a change jar. Um, you can accumulate a dollar a day that way. Um, but a way that I put it, just to, like to, to put it into perspective, it's this. So I would have asked if this church is a coffee drinking church, but you guys have a cafe in your church, so you guys certainly drink coffee. Um, does anybody here drink Cumberland Farms coffee? I don't either. It's not that good. But if, if you do, okay, so let's say that's a dollar 
per coffee, right? If you put down one coffee a day, you can sponsor a student. It's like an easier way to understand it. Um, we're in Massachusetts. We love Dunkin' Donuts, right? Any Dunkin' Donuts drinkers here? Um, okay, yeah, so if you put down a Dunkin' Donuts coffee, that's three students you can sponsor. Um, I'm a little bit of a coffee snob. Um, I love my Starbucks coffee. Um, anybody here like Starbucks coffee? Uh, well, if you put down one coffee a day, you could sponsor our entire choir. So, <laughs> so, um, so, that's just a little, like, just, I don't want to make light of it. It's, it's pretty serious what's going on in this world. Um, what's going on in our community. Um, we are, it's, we're being decimated. Um, but like Pastor Mello said, we, we know the, the answer. Um, we need people to help us though. Um, we need people to partner up with us. So if God puts it on your heart to help us today, um, you guys can meet us at our table. Um, there we can fill out the paperwork for the dollar a day sponsorship. Um, you guys can connect with us through Facebook, um, through um, Instagram and I say this all the time, but we still have the Twitter thing. I'm not even sure if anybody uses Twitter, but we're on Twitter, too. You can find us. Our handle is at Boston, T-C-N-E, um, Teen Challenge Boston on Facebook. Um, just come back and talk to us. I mean, you've heard three of our testimonies. The, the, the rest of the guys would like to talk to you, too, tell you a little bit about themselves. Um, so come up and talk to us. Go to our table. Please, we have coffee. I believe they brewed some of our coffee. So if you liked it. Uh, but um, thank you so much, Pastor Rick, for having us. Thank you guys for letting us come here and do this. And uh, thank you for your faithfulness. I ask our music ministry to uh, join me. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for sharing with us uh, this morning. And appreciate that, what you did today. It takes courage, it's bold. It's a bold move, getting up in front of, speaking in front of people. Most people don't want to do that. Getting up in front of people and sharing uh, personal details about your life and everything God has brought you to is even harder. Thanks, gentlemen, for sharing that with us. We appreciate that and are uh, excited for all the work that God is doing in your life and is going to continue to do in your life as a work of grace. As we respond to the word today, and that was the word today. The word of God's work in people's lives. That's a testimony. That's a story. And as we respond to that today, you know, maybe you see some of these gentlemen up here today and, uh, I, you know, maybe you see yourself and you can see, yeah, I'm in that place. I'm in that place where I need help. I'm in that place where I'm desperate. I'm in that where I've been there and I can relate to that. Um, and maybe that's you today and your response to this word as we um, worship together and as we pray together and response to this word might be, you know, God, I need you to set me free. I need you to do a work in my life. I need you to change my life. I need you to change me. And if that's you today, I encourage you to respond to what God is at work in your life doing. That God is at work in your life, speaking to your spirit and uh, that you would respond in that way today. But there's another group in here today, and maybe you're here today, and you can't really. You, you see these, these gentlemen up here, and you're thinking, man, that's so far away from the world where I live in. That seems so far away from where I am. That seems so far away from uh, life. I, I don't necessarily understand that. You know, um, there's a lot of things that might be different, maybe from your life, from their life, or from your life, from my life. But there's a lot of things that are the same. And, and let's not miss that. 
And uh, as I was thinking this, you know, as they were talking, I was thinking there's at least three things that's the same. And one thing that's the same with all of us is we're all helpless without God. They all have to come to a place where we would say, God, I am helpless without you. I cannot do anything without you. I need you. I cannot change my life. I cannot fix my life. You can try, but you're going to come to a place at some point where you say, God, I've reached my limit and I need you. You're going to come against uh, some kind of obstacle at some point in your life. Maybe it's not until you come to that obstacle of death itself where you say, God, I cannot do this. I need you. We're all helpless without God. We're all helpless. We all need God in our lives. Secondly, we all need God. We all have a need for him in our lives. And third, we are all in process. No matter how long you've been walking with God, no matter if it started yesterday or it starts today or it's been all your life, we are all works in progress. None of us have arrived. And I thank you, gentlemen, for getting up here and sharing where you are in God's process. But we are all in God's process. God is in the process of sanctifying us, of making us into the people that he has called us to be. We have not arrived. And so today, God is at work in your life. He wants to do more. There are things he wants to chip away. There are things he wants to change and shape. There are things he wants to cleanse you from. There are things he wants to heal you from. And so we're going to sing this song, Good good Father, remembering the goodness that God is to us. And we're going to praise him for his goodness to us and remember that. Uh, but if you're in here today, and maybe you need to, today, your response needs to be, God, I need you. And maybe your prayer needs to be, God, I'll confess, I don't even recognize how much I need you. Because a lot of times we feel like we can do it in our own strength. And maybe your prayer is going to be, God, show me. Show me how helpless I am without you. Remind me how much I need you. Remind me. One of these uh, brothers, their verses was, you know, Proverbs chapter 3. Remind me to stop leaning on my own understanding. To stop leaning on my own strength. To stop trying to do it all on my own strength. Remind me that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Remind me how much I need you today. Stop trying to grind it out in your own strength and fall on the mercy of God today.